What's up, honey? I'm Sadi Simone. For years, I was looking for a spiritual sanctuary, but never felt like I fit into the wellness space. I was so turned off by the idea that I had to fit into what spirituality should look like or should sound like, I carved out a niche of my own. By embracing my spiritual sassy nature, I became an embodied permission slip to allow others to do the same. Spiritually sass is owning where you fall on the many spectrums of life, living in the complex gray areas between normal and nonconformist. Whether you identify as plain vanilla or sparkly rainbow gelato, my community welcomes and celebrates you in all your delicious potential. This podcast is for people longing for an avant-garde awakening. On the Spiritually Sassy Show, we're going to explore and celebrate what it means to show up in your full power, feeling fabulous, looking fabulous, and making a fabulous impact together. One guest at a time, we're revolutionizing and redefining what it means to be spiritual in today's modern world. This episode is brought to you by the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. As I graduate myself, the health coaching certification has been a huge ally for me to be where I'm at today. Are you curious to learn more or thinking of kicking off a new chapter in your career? Head over to the show notes and click the link to get a delicious, massive discount of $2,000 off of your tuition when you pay in full or $1,500 off if you use a payment plan. And my love, don't forget, you have to use my name as a referral to get this epic discount. And just in case you forgot, my name is Sa Di Simone. Today, my guest is Devi Brown. Devi Brown serves as the Chief Impact Officer at Chopra Global and is the voice of daily meditation on the Chopra Wellbeing app. Devi is a master well-being educator, the author of Crystal Bliss, the host of iHeartMedia podcast, Dropping Gems. I love the name of this podcast. Devi is a seasoned broadcaster and a multi-modality healing practitioner. Devi is devoted to spiritual connection meant to aid in the healing of intergenerational trauma. Her work is rooted in sharing tangible healing modalities with millennial and Generation Z women of color in support of emotional growth and radical self-love. Oh my goodness. Devi Brown is in the house. Welcome to the oh. Spiritually Sassy Show. Hi, my love. I love hearing my life on your lips. <laughs> Can I just say? Yeah. Oh. Yes, please. Oh, my Stop, God. My love. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, my God. We're so happy to have you. Thank you so much for being here. And we're recording this at my house, actually. So it's truly an honor to have you bless my space with your gorgeous presence. So starting off, you know, first question that I ask everybody, who are you right now? Oh, God. <laughs> who are you right oh, now? Who am I right now? Oh, this question is coming at such the perfect time, too, because I feel like I've just had such a radical completion cycle. And I will say that in the last six months, I feel that I have become 
probably the most exciting version of myself that I've kind of tasted and had access to yet. Mm. Uh, mm. And at, at the start of that shift, mm. as it was coming on, I remember thinking, no, I, I'm not ready for her to die yet. Mm. You know how we're constantly having those beautiful sheds and those like surrenders and those blooms. And, mm-hmm. you know, I had just gotten a real good hold of that version of myself. Mm. And I remember feeling that feeling start to creep up inside that, mm. oh, oh, there's another death coming. There's another shift mm. coming. And I remember thinking, you know, before I could really behold this version or kind of come into it, I remember thinking, wait, God, like, I really like her. I'm not ready for her to die yet. Mm-hmm, I had mm-hmm. her really briefly, that version. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. I came into this space. And now Oof. that I'm in it, oh, I'm the most delicious I've ever been right now. Oh I think my right God. now I have accessed the integration that I needed. Like there's really this mind, body, soul connection that's happening in a new way for me. Mm-hmm. And I feel mm-hmm. that my life right now is just kind of radiating with pleasure. Mm, epic. And guys, the way I see Debbie Brown no honey it's literally i say this often but (laughs) if i liked women honey she will be it i have to put it out there you know debbie brown is somebody who walks into a space and you know i use this language a lot through my work it's debbie brown's a blessing factory you know she just delivered blessings with every step of the way like lending Mm. your eyes when you land your eyes on debbie brown you receive a blessing that's how i feel Yes, oh. honey. Oh, that reflection. <laughs> Thank you. Thank it's you. true. Yeah. And I remember the moment that we were in this like Zoom call with the whole Chopra team. And I just remember, you know, listening to everything they're saying. They're going over things that we already kind of knew, uh, but they were being very, very articulate because they're a very thorough team. And I just remember looking at you on the screen and just gagging and I just could not <laughs> hold myself. And I was just like, Debbie, you are giving me like, iconic legendary mm. queen energy and i just have to tell you that and you know it was so funny you had <laughs> messaged me that in a private message on this that's Zoom. right and you know how you can't tell who's actually looking at you because we're looking at a bunch of different cubes that's right? right so i was looking at you the whole time and so when you <laughs> messaged me i was like what i was thinking that about you oh my god because when i behold you like sometimes i love like i'm just scrolling minding my business on instagram and then saw's face like just hits me and I always feel your pictures in my heart and your videos in my heart. And I'm always like, oh, my God, look at that gorgeous being. Oh, babe, thank like you. Like your radiance thank is you. just like, one, it's contagious. Two, it's like you crave it. Oh. Like, where is salt on my feed? Where oh, is my God, my that life? is so like, hilarious. And guys, for everyone listening, never hold back your compliments, you know, mm. never hold back. We do an incredible job at just keeping them to ourselves or or feeling like there has to be a perfect time to compliment somebody. There's never a perfect time because the perfect time is right the fuck now. Yeah. So it's always perfect, honey. So just let it rip. Say it loud and clear all the time. So when I ask you, who are you now? And you answer mm. with such delicious vastness. It leads me to my next question is what are you most passionate about right now? Mm. The thing that I'm most passionate about right now, aside Mm. from my child, I have a, just a divine little two year old boy, um, who ignites like a passion in me. I never had access to before where I just like, I wake up in celebration with him and I specifically want him to experience 
being cherished. Like I want him to mm. remember his childhood as one where he was fully seen and deeply cherished. Mm-hmm. And so I start my day with so much joy for him and so much celebration. The second, and mind you, he's two. So sometimes he's like cussing me out in baby. But as soon as I open the door, I'm like, good morning, Quest Mandela. Oh, the world is so lucky. Mm. And starting my day like that for him lends itself to me just having such a day rooted in joy. Mm. Um, So that's something I'm really passionate about. The more I just shower him with that beautiful joy, the more I give it to myself as well. But I think right now I'm, I'm really passionate. So I'm somebody that, I mean, you know, we're in this, I guess you'd call it an industry now, right? But like we have committed our lives to healing work and Mm -hmm. to transformation. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm someone that's also just really fascinated by the deep research of healing and Mm -hmm. trauma and the way that trauma influences and informs our lives and Mm -hmm. different barriers people may have Mm -hmm. to healing. Mm -hmm. So that is something that really um, adds some spark and interest into my life. And in that vein of things, I feel like right now I'm so passionate about how to heal with effortless ease. Oof. Say that again for everybody in the back, honey. <laughs> healing with effortless ease. Like I'm really passionate about dissecting healing and ways that it can be applied to people with different traumas because the whole idea that healing has to be through pain or that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, God has to punch us in the face mm-hmm, for us to finally get it. Mm-hmm. I don't subscribe to that shit mm-hmm, anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about how do we heal with joy and pleasure? Mm-hmm. How can I heal with divine grace and ease Mm. so that's something i feel really passionate about that i'm applying to my own self with things that i'm walking through and that Mm -hmm. i'm really looking to Mm -hmm. um encourage other people to do as well epic and then how the fuck did you land at being this like deliciousness this walking (laughs) like poetry honey like i read somewhere that you had a moment of a burnout in your previous iteration can you speak to that what was what was the catalyst to this you know everybody listen you know working in fashion it was fall 2012 that i just like hit a wall and then decided to leave everything behind and go be curious about healing and transformation um and finding you know genuine happiness and what the fuck was that you know um god that was it's so funny you say that because that was the year for me too (gasps) oh my god yeah Okay. I didn't know that. Like okay. 2012 was, uh, it was one of the most revolutionary and painful years of my life. Mm, but mm. really 2012 through 2014. Um, <laughs> you know, I think there, that's a question that has so many facets to it, right? Because like we start to, if I think of like what my what my elevator pitch of myself was, mm-hmm, you know, from a couple mm-hmm. years ago. It was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I was working in the entertainment industry. I got really burned out. And I wanted to have more depth in my life. And Mm -hmm. that was really true then. But now Mm -hmm. as I've evolved, like my languaging and my introspection, I think my whole life has really led me to this point because I've been deeply curious about the world and myself Mm. since I came into existence. Mm. And I think there were things that felt really challenging and painful and isolating as a child that through a lens of, well, how did that aid me? Like, in what way was that my gift that have changed everything? You know, I was only child, raised by a single parent. Mm. Um, I had to take care of myself quite a bit. Many, many, many other things. Um, 
And so when I used to look back at my life through that lens, it was like, God, I was so lonely. Like mm. there was such a sadness or there was such an emotional isolation or an inability to be creative. Mm-hmm. And when I look at it now, it's like, oh, that had to be my path because I was meant to be that personally informed about myself. I mm. was meant to learn how to live inside of myself and inside of my own head. Those were the years that taught me how to excavate, how to really research me, Ooh. which then lent itself to when I was actually ready for for like deeper transcendence Mm -hmm. for it to be my natural state. Mm -hmm. And it's so much Mm -hmm. easier for me to teach it because Mm -hmm. I know the structures and the fibers of it from the inside out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And do you remember the specific moment that you, the the light bulb switch on that you had um, reached the place where your personal transformation then shifted its focus to being altruistic in nature, meaning time to offer the gift to the world. Mm. Did you have a time where you were kind of like ushered in a direction? Did you know, or for me, a lot of people know this, but I went into it utterly, completely selfish. And it was through having these radical saints guiding me along the way Mm. saying, bitch, you're going to teach this, honey, get ready. You're going to teach, you're going to teach. And I'm be like, honey, I'm in it for me. Until it was the most delicious natural next step where it was like it was evident that like my uh genuine sustainable happiness and the next iteration of my personal transformation and healing lived in sharing lived in teaching lived in service Uh, so do you remember that what the Mm, that moment was I definitely do you know it kind of it it had been that slow drum build just Uh kind of uh coming uh coming until it was like it's time it's time yeah you know so my previous life I was working in the entertainment industry I started working in radio and tv but specifically in hip-hop since I was about 18 when I was still in college I had got the first opportunity to be a part of a radio show in Los Angeles Uh and my career took off really really fast and which also let me know that God has always designed my life to be yeah. filled with effortless ease with impact. Um, but it was just focused on things that I'd outgrown. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I I was really entrenched in that world and I was really successful in that world. And I had moved to a bunch of states. I worked for a lot of top tier outlets. And it seemed like that was enough because it was feeding my curiosity, which has always been like one of the most Mm -hmm. important parts about my life Mm -hmm. it fed my ability to communicate Mm -hmm. one of my gifts is communication Mm -hmm. um and it fed you know it fed like that connectedness like i'd be doing these interviews with different celebrities or different artists and it it really fed me in so Mm -hmm. many ways Mm -hmm. uh and then i started realizing like if I can't talk about things of more depth, Mm. I can't spend my time on this. Mm. And in where I was working and in the time I was working, our collective consciousness has risen quite a bit since I left radio four years ago. But Mm. in that time, I remember I had a boss that was like, you should, you should have a segment on your show where groupies call up and talk about celebrities they've slept with. And I remember like looking and, and like slowly kind of batting my eyes, like, wait, what? And I was like, oh no, this, this isn't the life for me. And, you know, mm-hmm. I got into a space where it was like everything that we view as entertainment mm-hmm. or even mindless entertainment mm-hmm. became so excruciating mm-hmm. for me to spend time mm-hmm. on. It felt like I was mm-hmm. wasting my life in mm-hmm. that conversation, you know, like having to get on the radio and report things I didn't care about. Talk about who was dating who, what TV show was out, what this, what mm. that, who had what, who was beefing with who. 
it's like I could no longer live this dual life where I'd be at home studying scripture and studying spirituality and going to these teacher programs and doing, you know, days of silence and moment, you know, mm-hmm, and retreats mm-hmm. and then come back into work where I was like, yeah, and did you hear so-and-so was dating so-and-so? Like I started to feel sick to my stomach about mm-hmm. my life. And, you know, the, the deeper truth is like I didn't care about any of that shit, but also none of it's any of my business. Like this mm-hmm, idea mm-hmm. that, I had to professionally create judgments about other people. It just started to kill me inside. And so because at that time, there was just not opportunity to pivot into something that felt more nourishing. I said, this is no longer my path, but I'm so grateful for it. I'm going to take everything it taught me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to really um, rejoice in the beautiful opportunity that it was. But say a fond farewell to it and Mm -hmm. move into a new space but Mm -hmm. that was really the catalyst like Mm -hmm. when I was having this meeting with one of my bosses and they you know it was like more judgment have more judgment towards people celebrate people's dysfunction instead Mm. of trying to give them a better way or wow you know this idea that like um you know, each of our voices really matters and when we carry ourselves in a certain way you know, even without meaning to, we sometimes extend credibility or validity to things without even knowing it in the minds of other people. Mm -hmm. And so every time I had to get on the radio or get on TV or work a red carpet and make it seem like I was so excited, like about what are you wearing? (gasps) Oh my God. Or like, you know, Mm -hmm. Ooh, who are you dating? Mm -hmm. And like Mm -hmm. acting and selling it. Mm -hmm. It really made me understand the people listening to me are thinking that I think this is important. That's right. And so they're thinking it's even more important. That's right. I can't use my voice that way anymore. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. It's interesting you talk to this, uh, speak to this, but, you know, in the Buddhist scriptures, there's 10 ways that you can create the most unwholesome, destructive, unskillful karma, 10 ways. And out of the 10, there's four that are done with our words. Mm. Four of them that are done with our speech. Um, And I won't get into details now, but it's just interesting to think about that we are creating a more pain and suffering in our lives by the way, what the words we're speaking into the world, you know, regardless if there's this cognitive cognitive dissonance that your intention's pure and your actions might be loving and kind, but your words are, are sort of vicious, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's all like at the cellular level of these constructs, it's all tools of avoidance. Gossip is a tool of avoiding. That's self. right. Getting too invested in, mm-hmm. you know, some of these things that we see on TV or on the radio, it's all just tools of avoidance. That's um, right. And there's so many other things we could be talking about or we could just not be talking. And that's so nourishing. That is so nourishing. I remember leaving my first 30 day silent retreat in Kathmandu and I had made a vow to stop gossiping. And I said, fuck it, I'm going to give this a try. I'm going to give it all and I'm going to follow suit with all the things that I had, you know, sort of subscribed through during the retreat. And then at the end of it, one of the vows is to look at all the ways that we're creating this karma, you know, creating karma in life. like um, looking at the, the consequence of all of our past actions, yada, yada, yada. Point being is gossiping was something that was so prevalent in my vocabulary that I was like, mm. what the fuck do you talk about if you're not putting other people down? Wow. You know, yeah. it was so difficult to then enter conversation just like, you know, feel this urge and this impulse to want to say, if to want to speak the way I used to speak. 
and engage in that way and then choosing to just like pivot and be like pause breathe Mm. smile compliment talk about your dreams Mm. and aspirations and creativity and like what else is there what are you celebrating what are you passionate about you know stuff like that so it's a big it's a big pivot i want to ask you something for everyone listening what's one thing to help you to sort of like uh you know rebuild yourself to then enter into this next phase of your career you know i think a lot of people during this global pandemic are having a really hard time with like you know their jobs and they're questioning these exact things that we're talking about they're like i am sick and tired of selling things to people who don't need any of this Mm -hmm. stuff i'm sick and tired of like entertaining people with gossip and and whatever um so what's something that's helped you in that and you know i have my own uh understanding but i want i want to leave it to you you know, a big a big shift in my journey of like really being able to stand in authenticity and fearlessness mm. is truly unsubscribing from anyone's limiting thoughts about your limiting projections. And that takes time. And it definitely is easier said than done, right? Like from since we were kids, we've heard things like, you know, um, what someone thinks about you is none of your business or mm-hmm. and I mean, it's the most valid shit ever, but it's so hard to actually like make that make sense and apply it. But I think that when I really got into that space where I understood that we're each following our own spiritual curriculum, we're each on our own journey. I don't have to be in judgment of you. I don't have to be in judgment of myself for Mm -hmm. anything. Everything just is and it's Mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. That allowed me this really this access to another level of ease and abundance that I hadn't had that really extended so beautifully into my career space. Um, Mm. But it's just, you know, there's so much to it. It sounds so simple, but it's, it's so revolutionary to truly not, whether it's compliments or criticisms feed into what anybody's thoughts of you are. Cause Mm -hmm. the second you really do that, you lose your own internal GPS and then Mm. your own feelings about you seem to matter less or Mm -hmm. seem to hold less weight. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm like, Listen, people could think many things, you know, it's like there, there was this thing that was talked about last year. Like it was like, um, you know, the, the truth is there's at any given point in time, there's like 1 million different versions of us running around the world. Right. Mm. Anytime you are seen or glimpsed, even without your knowledge, Mm. whoever is viewing you Mm. has instantaneously downloaded some narrative, some version of you Mm, 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 mm. based on their life experiences Mm. or the way they feel about themselves. Mm. Right. So like, even if we were at a stoplight up the street and I'm in the car waiting to go, I, I look to my right, somebody's waiting across the street, they're pressing the button. They start crossing the street. I'm creating all, all these many judgments about them as they're doing it. Not necessarily bad, not good, but I'm creating an entire narrative about their lives that's in a right. split second. That's right. And then I drive off and for the rest of eternity, that's who they are to me. Right? That's right. But that's not who they are. That's right. That's right. And so there's a million of that happening in every moment in our intimate relationships and in our family structures and our friendships and mm-hmm. our acquaintanceships mm-hmm. in Walking down the street, you know, earlier we were walking through Venice. We were walking through, like, there was this um, crowd at the restaurant. That was another hundred people that now have a version of us, a little saw and Debbie dancing in their mind. Mm -hmm, You know what I mean? mm -hmm. And so when that really started to click for me, I was just like, oh, like, we're all, like, inhabiting space together. And we are meant to connect and and um kind of share layers of one another's stories but at the same time this shit is my own Mm -hmm. like this life this path whatever i'm called to this is really 
people are always going to think something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's always going to be a thought to be had because the way we project on other people is 1 million percent rooted in how we experience the world and how we experience ourselves. Mm. And I could never be in control of any of that shit. Mm-hmm. So like spending time worrying if people like me, spending time worrying if people get me, spending time even being so charmed by the people that do love me, though mm-hmm. I'm so appreciative for it. I can't let any of that guide how I feel about me mm-hmm. or what I'm willing to do for my life. Oof, so epic. Can you speak about the internal GPS? I love that language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. How do you do, how do you touch base with the internal GPS? You know, it's really, it's your intuition. Mm-hmm. It's your mm-hmm. gut. Like mm-hmm. I think for so long, so many of us, I mean, one, we've been robbed of our intuition in so many different ways, whether it's through like colonialization, whether it's through like indoctrination, our family structures and meshment, like so many different things have robbed us of us being able to believe our own feelings, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Even the idea through so many different religious beliefs that there has to be this middleman to God, to the Mm -hmm. divine, right? That Mm -hmm. we're not special enough to know the divine. So we have to be like, guided to him or shown to him all the time, you know, um, our intuition was God's gift to us in coming here. It's the most epic superpower any of us could ever hold. Oh my God. But we spend so much time talking ourselves out mm-hmm. of what we know to be true mm-hmm. that we then create this kind of like dysfunction or this almost personality disorder mm-hmm. inside of ourselves mm-hmm. where we don't trust ourselves and we don't feel safe with our own decision making and we're constantly needing to have guidance or confirmation about things, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when we tap into that internal GPS, and really that's like, it's our intuition, but it's also our system of being with ourselves inside of ourselves. Like, mm. you know, that, that vivid mm. inner life that mm. you can have access to. Mm. Where like right now with you sitting here, <sighs> I could just close my eyes and I feel so good inside. And there is this flourishing, beautiful world existing in the core of who I am that I can access at any moment. Like mm-hmm. that's my internal GPS. That's mm-hmm. always going to be, I flip that on. That's my route home always. Oh my God. Beautiful. And what's helped you to like recognize the, that internal GPS. Like I call yeah. the GPS, I call the internal GPS or like the intuition, the muse when the muse is speaking, you know? And at the beginning of my journey, the muse, the muse would speak like, yeah. this way. <laughs> hey, hey girl, this way, this way. <laughs> and now it's like, yo, what's up, honey? This way, boo. So like, yes. you know, how do you cultivate the muse? How do you cultivate the intuition? How do mm. you, how, because oftentimes I say this, I say this a lot, but like the muse, when it's speaking, when it's guiding with these knowings, it's so revolutionary, inspiring, mm. and it's so earth shattering, the, the, the level of, of, of potentiality that speaks through the muse that it's oftentimes we say, hell no, I ain't listening to that. That sounds insane, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to listen to my conditioning because that's safe because I know, yeah. I know pain and suffering very well and I know what I need to do to create more of this nightmare so I can so I can just continue to live out the cycle of reactivity of samsara. Yeah. Um, so cultivating yeah. the muse, cultivating intuition, I think it's something that we could all, could all know, we must all master as a yeah. path home. Yeah, God, yes. I think there's a few ways to that path and I would recommend all of them at the same time. <laughs> um, I think one for people uh, who may be listening that this feels really foreign to mm-hmm. and really scary to, uh, 
I would invite you to just start testing it out in the small ways and be playful with it. Mm. So one of the ways when I started really having to retrain myself to trust myself was I would play around with it looking for parking spots or trying to find where I was going without like using my Waze app or without using like a GPS. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, close your eyes. Where are you called? And then I would just let that kind of play out and slowly mm. see what came up for me. Or okay. I'd, sometimes I'd, I'd make it really playful if mm-hmm. I had time and like maybe go for a walk and say, which way should you go? What will you what will you come face to face with? And I will just let myself get lost a little bit and get found. Mm. And that was a fun way to do it without there being much risk involved, right? It wasn't around the big decisions. It was kind of things that were inconsequential. Mm-hmm. Then I would recommend, um, you know... <laughs> And this is like shadow work. It's such a bad rap, but it is so glorious. It's so glorious to go into those dark parts, you know? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so I would say like, start the self inquiry, start Mm -hmm. being curious about you. Stop, Mm -hmm. stop spending so much time being curious about shit that doesn't matter Mm -hmm. about people whose lives don't matter. Be curious about you Ask questions of yourself and then be open to the answers. So Mm -hmm. starting that process of self-inquiry, starting that process of personal excavation of our stories Mm -hmm. really aids in cultivating that internal GPS. I would also say building out a practice, like Mm -hmm. building out a sacred space in your home Mm -hmm. that you spend time with every day and you know, for me, my, my sacred space is an altar and it's really elaborate and I have, you know, candles and I light that thing up every night and I do my ritual, but it could also just be, you know, if, if grandma had a family Bible or if there was a trinket from your childhood that you connect with, or, you know, maybe a blanket or a book that felt nourishing Mm -hmm. and just putting it on a table near you somewhere. And then just saying, every time I go to that space, that's my sacred time. Mm -hmm. And then building a practice, the more we invest in ourselves with our spiritual practice, all of this becomes seamless you don't even have to think about it Mm -hmm. because you're learning how to treat yourself and you're learning how to stop betraying yourself Mm -hmm. and both of those mechanisms oh my god they're so gorgeous Mm -hmm. at really expanding your ability to trust you and your Mm -hmm. ability to hear the divine speak to you Mm -hmm. and then you can layer it because I'm very layered. So I definitely, you know, I always have strong connection to my guides and to my angels. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I listen to my voice first and I check in and I use that as like a beautiful system mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. okay, I was right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe I was a little led astray, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And also being seductive with yourself, like being like, a- and you mm-hmm. and me talk about this so much. <laughs> if you guys only knew the delicious <laughs> conversations son, I have, um, <laughs> You know, something that has been really fun for me to step into in this year is really being seductive with my life, Mm -hmm. really being seductive Mm -hmm. with the universe, really being flirty. And Mm. so now something I love to do is like, you know, if I'm having a bad day, I turn it into like something a little like sensual or sexy. Like I'm Mm -hmm. like, ooh, what's wrong, baby girl? Like. Oh, you a little petty today. What happened? Uh-huh. You're a little like irritated today. What's going on? <laughs> you know, and just like treating yeah. myself like that instead of judging myself for things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. And when you speak about like shadow work and about the betrayal and about like relearning how to trust yourself, yeah. uh, it lands itself perfectly to my next question, which is um, you wrote on Instagram recently which I love because forgiveness has been such a huge part of my path. 
you said something, um, you prompted this question to your community. You said, when was the last time you forgave yourself? So I wanted to uh, turn that to you and, and sort of like, you know, let it rip in any sh yeah. shape or form that you feel called to speak to right now about self-forgiveness and about the importance of forgiveness on the spiritual path. You know, I say often like the the um, the way to, to re-enter the present moment, uh, if you've been avoiding the vocabulary of forgiveness, if you've been avoiding, if you've been pushing away forgiveness, it's like, oh, no, that's for the weak. Yeah. I'm brave. I'm strong. I'm this, I'm that. And you say, ah, fuck to forgiveness. I'm telling you, honey, that forgiveness is the, is the literally is the antidote to presence. It was, it's what's ushering you in into the here and the now. Yeah. I remember, you know, having teachers saying, be present, bitch. What's up? Come on. <laughs> Be present. Why aren't you in the now? And my, I would close my eyes to enter the present moment through the breath. But my mind would far, would go so far into the past, into all the painful memories. Uh, so learning to forgive, and I love that that's such a big part of your uh, of of what you teach your your community. So yeah. will you speak to that, please? Oh my God, what a pleasure <laughs> to you. yeah. Yes, forgiveness is something I've been chasing my whole life. Um, and it's something that never truly made sense to me before mm, because mm, there is actually mm. no definition for forgiveness. I searched, right? I read through all the different belief systems, understanding of forgiveness. They all vary to a certain degree. Um, even looking up like the Webster's definition of forgiveness, it's not really clear in a way that unless you start to do that shadow work, you could understand or embody, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's so ethereal sometimes mm -hmm. and it's so... Mm -hmm. um, it's just so cushioned in so many ways. And mm -hmm. so I, I was on, <laughs> <laughs> I got to this place where I was like, God damn it. I'm going to figure out what the hell forgiveness means. And I remember like I made a graph uh. for myself. Like I had one of those big like post-it papers on my wall, like the huge ones. And I started writing down like, okay, Webster says forgiveness is this. What the hell does that mean? Christianity says forgiveness is this. What the hell does that mean? And, you know, I knew that I was being I never understood because I hadn't yet done the work around spiritual curriculum mm. and, and really understanding that there is no right or wrong, right? Mm. Which is part of that spiritual mm -hmm. journey. Like mm -hmm. everything to the universe is just experiences. Mm -hmm. So to that extent, there's never anything you actually need to forgive another for. Mm. It's always about being in forgiveness of yourself. Mm. And for me, it, it took me quite a while to get there. And I'm sure people listening can resonate with this because sometimes we go through things in our lives and experiences that we never asked for and that we would never wish on our worst enemy, right? Mm -hmm. Like we experience things that um, we don't even want to acknowledge out loud, yet, let alone do forgiveness work around, you know? And coming into the space of just understanding that everything happens truly in service for us, for our awakening, for our highest good, everything, everything. And you don't have to understand it. You don't have to like it, right? Like that was a big part about coming into like a space of self acceptance, which is hand in hand with self forgiveness. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, I think we, the way we're taught how to feel in life it's so unserving to us because there are things like, oh, I have to give forgiveness to someone, right? Mm -hmm. Or like I have to um, 
fully have closure with something or make peace with something or I have to fully understand something. And the place that I'm in now is like, I'm not meant to understand all of it. I have to just trust. I have to just surrender to the knowingness that this was necessary Mm. and it doesn't have to make perfect sense Mm. for me to make peace with it. That's right. I can just experience it from this moment that I'm in now. And even if I can't find the gift in it, because that is very challenging depending on what the scenario is, Mm -hmm. I can be in acceptance that for whatever reason, it informed who I was meant to be right now in this moment. Mm. Um, And for me, that was really, really powerful. Like understanding that to accept that something doesn't mean you have to like it. Because so often I'm like, I don't accept that. What the hell do you mean? I don't want that. That's terrible. No, that's preference. I don't have to like it. But whatever is, it just is. Mm -hmm. Whatever is here right now Mm -hmm. is whatever the hell was meant to be Mm -hmm. here right Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And so I have to just accept that it exists. Mm -hmm. I don't have to like it. It doesn't mean I don't want to change it, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. But so doing that work with personal self-forgiveness has been revolutionary to my life. And I forgive myself every day for things. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be something big, right? Mm -hmm. Because at this point, I'm not as much of a hot mess Mm -hmm. as I probably was in my younger days. So Mm -hmm. I'm not setting little fires all Mm -hmm. over, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like the little forgivenesses. Like I said, I said yes to that meeting and I wanted to say no. Mm. So let me sit in that and let me forgive myself for betraying myself in that way. Oof, you know? That's big. Mm, mm. And then it can go for the bigger things like, mm. you know, you have a bad day. Maybe you're not showing up as the kind of parent you want to be. Maybe you're not showing up as the friend you want to be or the partner you want to be. Maybe you're not showing up for yourself and honoring the commitments you made to you. Just take a breath. Mm-hmm. Forgive it. Let it pass through you. But it's Mm -hmm. really that space of unforgiveness that we create all the judgment. And then that judgment turns into us having such um, self-hate, self-betrayal, inability to really transcend. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just want ease and flow. Mm -hmm. What's a forgiveness ritual look like to you for the listener? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's this beautiful forgiveness ritual that I actually learned um, through these brilliant teachers, doctors, Ron and Mary Holnick. And it's coming into space and you can do this during meditation. You can do this in your car, wherever. But the way I like to do it is whenever I'm feeling so-called, I just sit down. I get really connected. I get really rooted. I kind of go through my visualization practice. Like I like to imagine myself as like this big, mighty sequoia redwood, just this massive piece of like ancient wood Mm. burrowing in you know down past the floorboards down past the soil into the earth's crust rooting me there and then shooting up to the heavens kind of going through me Mm -hmm. so I visualize that and then I just start to say like you know um I forgive myself for buying into the limiting belief that I'm not enough Mm -hmm. The deeper truth is that I am a vast, multidimensional, multi-hyphenate, epic being doing the absolute best to my ability, Mm. you know? Mm. And it's like, and for whatever it is that you're walking through, um, it can be so powerful. And the way you would kind of construct that is you get into that centered place. I like to put my right hand on heart center, my left hand usually like solar plexus or sacral chakra area. Close my eyes, take a few deep centering breaths, and then, you know, think of what it is that you're holding against yourself. Even that is so powerful because it helps you expand your emotional language for Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And that's part of one of the reasons we can't process our feelings because we don't really have the languaging. So sometimes things are just like, I'm having a bad day. 
And it's hard to really get the breakthrough or the blessing that we need when we don't have vocabulary and experience to supply the transcendence. And so like, you know, it's like, am I having a bad day? Or once you learn to go deeper, it's like, I'm having such a challenging day because my insecurities were really triggered when this happened. And Mm. that brought back for me Mm. this remembrance of my childhood, not feeling heard or seen, you know, Mm. and then that takes it deeper so you can embody the healing Mm. and not just put a bandaid to feel better in the moment. Mm. And it takes time to get to that space. But when you do and when you practice it, it is just, it's so freeing and it makes everything feel so graspable and so playful, you know, mm-hmm. and, and also it doesn't have to mean anything about me. So it doesn't mean that I ever did something wrong. It just means that this is a reaction based on misinterpretations I had on things that happened so long ago. And I just kept building on that narrative, you know? Mm. And so when you get into that space, like expanding your emotional intelligence and really expanding your emotional vocabulary is so important. But then Every time you f- are feeling um, out of alignment, like really holding that space for yourself and then, you know, setting the intention, I forgive myself for, and then fill in that blank with whatever it is that's coming up for you and then follow it up with what is the deeper truth of that? The deeper truth is always that you're enough. The deeper truth is always that you are worthy. And so reminding yourself of that in, mo- in the moment that you're in judgment of yourself is so powerful. Oh my God, honey. <laughs> I'm like literally <laughs> gagging over here. It's the it's that spiritual gag, honey. Oh my God. Thank you for that. Ah, so much. And you know, I, I love to open this door. I wasn't on on the founders uh, founder of Sounds True podcast and she left. This is not our last question, but it's a question that opens the door for a, for a few other questions. I have to ask you, is there something that you're struggling with right now? And she asked that question at the very end. She's like, you've done a fantastic job at teaching us all these things and showing that you are this, you know, you're in this like place in your life. And then now leave us, the, I think the podcast is called Insights in the Edge or something, mm. on the edge. Um, so I want to ask you, because the next few questions are, are rooted on like the mental, the the human condition. So yeah. like our our mental illness and the fact that we're so we have so much stigma around that and we do a fantastic job at pretending to be okay because of we want other people to to like us so we have to be coherent actors right into the world um so before we go into the the, the, these next sort of of you know pieces of that puzzle i would love to know is there anything in your life an air in your life that you're struggling with right now Okay, let me start by saying. (laughs) Let it rip, honey. I am not trying to sound like I have it all together because none of us do and Mm -hmm. I never will. But I will say in this moment, the word struggling with something does not resonate in my spirit. Um, Yeah. I feel like I'm doing the best that I can. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I feel really proud of what my personal best Mm -hmm, is, which mm -hmm. is not to say that it's, you know, fully perfect. There's not room for improvement. That's right. I feel like I'm showing up for myself right now, especially in the midst of a global pandemic, better than I've ever shown up for myself. I'm giving myself the grace that I always wished and hoped for. Oof. Um, yeah. My God. 
And we go through seasons, right? Until yeah. last, the week yes. before, a few days ago, I was like, oh my God, this is the best season of my life. Shit, honey. I'm like riding the wave. It's a look, <laughs> honey. And, you know, went into different seasons. So that's, I, yeah. I absolutely... R- a hundred percent bow into that because having gratitude for these seasons in is in lives are are so necessary. We we take for granted the the miracle when things are easy. We take mm-hmm. for granted the miracle when things are harmonious. You know, we take for granted when things are just kind of like falling into place in the most uh, perfect synergy. Um, because I think unintentionally because of our condition, we're sort of looking for hardship. We're sort of looking for difficulty. Yes. We're sort of looking for a struggle. We, we, so often I hear people, you know, when they don't have a struggle, their life doesn't have meaning. It's like the high drama kind of mm. life. Boo, high drama is not the look, baby. Make a high vision, honey, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I oh, appreciate I that. that so much. I appreciate that answer so much. And for anyone that's like having uh, a difficult time right now, so anyone who's like experiencing, you know, the low lows of depression or the high highs of anxiety, have you ever been to these extremes? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. And I, what did you do to get? out of it so I think the thing that has really helped me in this season especially in the last couple of years but really in the midst of again global pandemic all of us are going through it in different ways that's right you know? um, I've definitely struggled with depression off and on my whole life mm. my whole 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 life but I think all of us have mm-hmm. I don't know anyone that hasn't that's right glimpsed depression yeah you yeah know? yeah um, it's part of the human condition it's that's right Depression is really, and actually Marianne Williamson does so much beautiful work around this. Um, You know, depression is that warning signal. It's really just saying like either change is afoot or there's something that needs to shift inside of you. It's not meant to be a punishment to us. It's Mm -hmm. more meant to just be like when, you know, when we get the notice that the air is low in our tires, Mm -hmm. when that pops up in our Mm -hmm. car, it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, duly noted. So how can I support myself in this Mm -hmm. as opposed to what's wrong with me? so depressed like mm-hmm. fuck, i can't get it together mm-hmm. we do that we mm-hmm. go into a space of judgment mm-hmm. instead of into a space of tenderness Oof. so i feel My like God. for me that is how i navigate so moments yeah. of depression i i do really good but i'm also a human being in a very very flawed and chaotic planet and mm-hmm. system mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so it's like i i absolutely have days that are not um as high as other days but in those moments, I lean into tenderness for myself. I treat myself with like truly like a preciousness and a cherishing, you know, I'll hug myself. Mm -hmm. I'll lean into my, my ritual and supercharge it, you Mm -hmm. know, instead of, instead of maybe carving out 30 minutes in the morning to do my meditation, I'll carve out three hours at night after my son goes to sleep Mm -hmm. and I will light my candles. I'll make my offerings to God. I will meditate. I will journal. I will pray. And I think the more honest we can be with ourselves in real time, the easier it is to navigate that because again, we're just observing it. It's part of life's flow. Mm-hmm. We're just in observation. We're not in judgment. So it's mm. like when Beautiful. I get into those spaces and a, a couple of weeks ago, I definitely, I had a day where I just felt down and I didn't really have a specific reason. I just could not shake it. I was mm-hmm. just like, ah, oh, oh, things feel so heavy. And so I was just more tender with myself that day. Like mm-hmm. I really try mm-hmm. to lavish a little bit of like, sexy energy on myself I tried to really like lavish myself with care I had a meal I really enjoyed I ate it slowly I smelled it you know Mm -hmm. leaning leaning into your practice in the deepest way possible 
in the midst of that is the way out of that. Mm -hmm. And I journaled about it. You know, I was just like, today, today feels like it sucks. Mm -hmm. It feels like a really hard day and I'm not clear why, Mm -hmm. but this is what's coming up for me Mm -hmm. and this is how it's making me feel. Mm -hmm. And the more I'm, I'm intentional about the way that I observe myself and experience myself, Mm -hmm. I find that I can navigate that with so much more ease and more purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, I can really utilize those days and those lulls for what I believe they're meant to be, which is, just to be a warning sign that, you know, there, there's a pivot or a shift that's necessary. Mm, Epic. Oh my God. Thank you for uh, that. The word tenderness has been coming up for me so much. And I've been speaking to that sweetness, that tenderness, Mm. that, that kindness as being like such a necessary piece to the puzzle, honey, such a necessary piece. And, and, you know, when we are in, in, in feeling depressed, we're often not feeling, you know, so sexy. Um, and I think as, as part of everything that I'm doing is bringing sexy back into spirituality. Mm-hmm. A, and so yes, are you, you honey. Are. Yes, you are. <laughs> so what, how do you cultivate sexy? Ooh. Yeah. What makes you feel sexy? Like, yeah. walk me through that. Mm, okay. Let's get. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about some things on this podcast I've never talked about before. That's right, babe. Please. Um, we are honored and so utterly grateful. You know, and I know it's like different. It's different for everybody. But I think especially for women, we have it kind of rough, you know, because patriarchy has existed since the inception of humanity, which with it came so much oppression of our sexuality. And uh, we were only able to really appreciate and glimpse our bodies if they were approved and appreciated by society or by the men in our lives. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think even on an ancestral level, even on a modern day level, like that's been so prevalent for us as our battles with Mm -hmm. self-acceptance. But I got to a point where I was really just noticing all of these judgments I was carrying about me, you know, little judgments, little things. Oh, I don't like that. Or I remember I used to like make apologies and I, And I say this, too, with like really recognizing that like the age of the Me Too movement shifted so much for women and the conversations we have with people and ourselves in the last three years. And I think that this probably what I'm about to share wouldn't be applicable now. But I remember like when I when I was working in radio, I used to work on a morning show. And I would have to be up at 3 a.m. And our day, our show would start at 5. And so I'd go to work without makeup all the time because I was exhausted. And I remember then I used to apologize for my face. Like I used to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm not wearing makeup. Like I would like if people saw me, I would apologize for my face. Like how insane is that? And now I'm like, I feel my most sexy and glorious without a stitch of makeup on. Like it is how I love to look at myself. When I wear makeup, I feel foreign to me now. But the idea that I used to be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not all together. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't have time to do my hair. Why would I ever apologize for being You know, but we used to get into that Mm -hmm. pattern so much. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, when I turned 30, that's when a big shift for me happened. And I was like, life is too short. I do not. We have this long Mm -hmm. to to be in like kind of the glow and the sexiness and of this like youth or this, you know, tightness of being sometimes. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we have like the rest of our life where we're not concerned about how attractive we are to others. And so I'm like. I am going to love all of this now. And so I started this kind of epic quest with my own. Um, oh, I'm getting a cramp in my leg. This epic quest with my own. Um, mm. 
way that I experienced myself. Oh, thank you so much. Is that much. good? Oh, so <laughs> epic, you guys. He's like helping me stretch my leg as I talk to you. <laughs> I got to get all this out because you're literally <gasps> melting me with this delivery. It's like, oh my God. We apologize for our face. Fuck. I apologize because I didn't do my hair. I apologize because I'm not together in a way that would... Uh, f- right. Just... Uh, that you would find acceptable or it would impress you. And what it's the like, fuck, man? How many times we've done that? <gasps> and you know what? I, I entered into this thing where I was like, you're going to... Is gonna it better now? It's so much better. Okay, Thank good. you so much. Yeah. Oh, where um, I entered in this thing where I was like, you are going to stare at yourself naked until you love it, bitch. Ooh. And I would just force myself to spend so much naked time with me. And at that time, like I was in judgment of me. I was like, oh, like little cellulite here you could stand to lose five there look at this and now when I tell you and and since then like I've had a child so you know I things are a little different they're a little looser um but I look in the mirror and I'm like oh god you're so incredible like I look at like like even like maybe a role right that I in the past would have been like oh my gosh should I get surgery for this why can't I just get rid of this role I look at it now I'm like you're so cute what would I do without you oh my god you know I've really there. I've really just blessed myself truly there. with a softness of being with the tenderness of being with the sweetness with me and some of that also came with a tremendous amount of inner child work that I've done over the years, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. really at every age that I'd ever been in judgment of myself, I spent time with that little girl. Mm -hmm. I would find a picture from that era. I would put it up. I would Mm -hmm. cringe at first. Mm -hmm. And then I would find myself telling her incredibly beautiful things until it became a part of who I was. And so that was a big piece of it too, doing the shadow work around when did I start, when did I first start believing this about myself and why, Mm -hmm. you know? And then like really just appreciating this glorious body I was gifted. Like whether it's, whether it's attractive to other people or not, like this body is the house of my soul. Mm -hmm. Like this shell, this sheath, (laughs) This is in service to my soul. My soul chose this. How could I ever be in judgment of it? Oh, my God. That is so beautiful. And now I just want to celebrate it. You know, Mm -hmm. I just want to celebrate this body. I Mm want to celebrate um, this sensuality, this connectedness to self. And, you know, I love like and we've talked about this and you said it so beautifully. Like one day we were sitting outside of this grocery store uh, and you just knocked me on my ass. When you said this, and you're <laughs> what like, did I say? Uh, you were like, I am seducing the gods. Oh shit. Mm. When you said that, it was like, <gasps> that's the language. That's the language I've been waiting for. Mm. Like I mm. believe in being mm. seducing. Like I understand my place as a powerful co-creator with God. Mm -hmm. If this is a masterpiece of an album, God and I are on the same tier as co-executive producers. Oh shit. And understanding that our earthly embodiment is actually a partnership with the divine. Oh my God. It's not, it's not a ton of things happening to us. It's not us hoping things were different or bartering with the universe for things to be our way. Like, we that's you know they say all the time in in religions it's like you know we have you know the um personal choice we have you know personal will that's what that actually means it doesn't mean the whole adam and eve thing of like oh well you made a bad decision because that was your human will and your error in that it's really saying like 
oh, I have choice. Ooh, Mm. I have choice. Nothing Mm. is happening to me. Mm -hmm. All of it is happening for me, Mm. you know, and getting into that space of real ownership of the space you take up in and real ownership of your personal partnership and, and, and co-production title Mm -hmm. with the divine, whatever Mm -hmm. you call source. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that really lent itself to, Mm. to lots of expansion. Epic, babe. Epic. Oh my God. Last question. Oh my God. I could talk to you for hours. Last question. Um, As you know, we are redefining what it means to be spiritual in a modern world with the Spiritually Sassy Show. It's our whole game here. Mm -hmm. You embody to me what it means to be spiritually sassy. Now, can you tell us what does it mean to you to be spiritually sassy? (laughs) Spiritually sassy. You know, for me, son, it's really that that it represents that gift you gave me that day with that gorgeous like perspective and languaging Mm -hmm. like to be spiritually sassy to me means to be outrageously flirtatious with my life oh my god I flirt with myself. I flirt with the world. Mm, I'm mm. like just adding that flirtiness and that lightness of mm. being and that like natural sensuality and seduction mm. to every moment of every day. Like mm. I love it. Like look me in my fucking eyes. Mm. Like wow. let's smile for each other. Let's like nuzzle. Let's, it doesn't have to mean anything. It doesn't have to be like mm-hmm. some big to do or like, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like, we can just like, like I cuddle with my friends. Like I, I cuddle with God. Like I just mm-hmm. like movement in your body, mm-hmm. like allowing yourself to like touch mm-hmm. your own skin and feel comfort at that feeling. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to be like outrageously flirtatious with oh my God, God and with my life. Oh my God. Holy shit. Oh my God. This is a good one. Oh my God. Outrageously flirtatious with God. Mm. New definition of spiritually sassy. We're clocking this one in, honey. <laughs> oh, I tell- love you so <laughs> I love much. you too. I love you God, too. God, what a gift you are to the earth. <laughs> Thank you. Same. You're such a gift to the earth. Oh my you're God. such a gift to my life. Thank and I'm you. Just like, same, 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 what a, same. What a true deep pleasure to know you. Oh my truly. God. Oh, thank you. Same, honey. <laughs> thank you so much. So many lifetimes we've done this, huh? Oh my God. We need to start exploring that. I Let's think go we get should. a reading together. Yeah. Oh my know. God. I would love to know which lifetime you were my mother or I was your mother or oh which lifetime God. we're lovers, you know? Yes. <laughs> many lovers lifetime because to have this kind of like pool in this lifetime, many lifetimes. Like how did we serve together? That's like right. What work did we used That's to do right. together? Oh my God, I would love to know that. Oh my God. Okay, uh, let's close. Okay. Let's close. Because <laughs> we can go on forever. And I know you have to get back to Quest, your mm. baby. Uh, listen, where can we find you? Tell us where to find you and your work and all the things. Yeah. Okay, so first, download the Chopra app on your smartphone. Um, I lead the daily meditations on there, so you are guaranteed to spend a nice little seductive 15 minutes with me each day there. Um, And also just hit me on Instagram. All the links are in bio there, so it's just at Devi Brown. Um, and hit the link in my bio. You'll be connected to my website, to my company site, to, um, you know, all of the things. Epic, babe. Well, Debbie Brown, thank you 
so much for gracing us on the Spiritually Sassy Show today. Thank Such an me. honor. Oh, what, my God. What an honor, too, to be connected to your to your just gorgeous community. And we love you. And all the work that you're doing. I love you so deep. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God. I love you, too. Thank you. Mwah. Everyone, blessings to you. Peace. <laughs>